and welcome back to Grit Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and returning from Prague, the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. Mo, welcome back to the United States. Too many IPAs yesterday? You missed the DFS show, buddy. I wasn't back yet. That was fake news. Fake news. Bert Minotti. I don't think I ever said I would. Yeah, you said that. You you gave me a confirmation in the Skype chat. Fake news. Bert Minotti. Cannot trust that guy whatsoever. All all credibility out the window. Especially following. I mean, you had such strong takes. Such strong takes in the recap show. And now you just uh, you just disappoint. That's that's a. You started off so strong this week, Brett. All for nothing. <laughs> All those takes on Tuesday. You just can't take it. And you can't take anything I say seriously. Uh, Brett fired the recap? DP, yeah, it was a it was a heads up for oh, rolls. Oh yeah, so, yeah, that take. The uh DP quiet as the crypto world crumbles around us. Are are, are you enjoying this day at all, DP? You you're Somewhat of a trader, but you're definitely a hodler at heart. You're you're longing Bitcoin. Is is this at all enjoyable today in the crypto world? I take it as a learning experience. But is That's it a learning experience for ye- us? Because like we we knew something like this was going to come, where there's just going to be this massive correction, and the whole world was going to be. I f- and I'm I'm learning a lot about myself. Oh, wow! Like. <laughs> like fighting demons like fighting it's like it's like it's out. like when i mean we all have poker backgrounds right it's like when you play poker and you start you step up in limits and you get your ass handed to you and you have big losing days and then but then eventually you know you build up a tolerance to that and then you're able to go higher and higher and higher i like it i like the analogy it's all just part of the process baby that's right it is speaking of the process we are still trusting the process here despite being I mean, we're drawing dead in the contest, drawing dead in the the sprint. I still think we've got some winners in us. Looking at this week's selections, a ton of consensus. Nine consensus picks from the collective. And all 16 games are in consideration because there was no Thursday night game. Nine consensus picks. We've got five split games and two lone wolves. Of course, both of them by Bert Minotti, the god, who is the lone wolf goat, 17-6 and six on the season when he is the only host on a side, good for 74%. So we'll get to those in a bit, but we always start with the split games. And there's one game where two hosts are very much against each other, and that's Donnie and Brett. And it's a very, it's pretty much a nondescript game between two non-playoff teams. It's Broncos at racial slurs. Donnie has the slurs on his card. He was talking about something Capri Bibbs yesterday, and now he's laying the three and a half with Washington. Whereas Brett is on the other side. He's been against Washington for a couple weeks now. He's taking the three and a half. Uh, I, too, am taking the three and a half. Uh, Mo is laying the three and a half, so... It's Mo and Donnie, Brett and myself, but neither Mo nor I have real strong convictions looking at the aggregate. So I'll shift it over to Brett. He's the highest on this game. He likes 
Denver getting the hook. Tell us why, Brett. Tell us why you like the Broncos so much. Well, I like the hook a lot. I I love the number. Denver uh, coming off extra rest here, facing a Redskins team that ran way above expectation last week. They were pitiful against the Cardinals. Uh, Arizona was just more pitiful on offense, especially in the red zone, uh, just settling for field goals the entire game. Neither neither of these teams are good, but I'm expecting a low-scoring game here, and the hook is extremely important in those situations, so uh, happily taking the points. The line is three on Pinnacle as well, so getting a half point of value. That's one of the reasons why I clicked on Denver. Donning, you're on the other side. You like Washington. Talk about Kirk Cousins' heart, baby. I mean, Kirk Cousins has a ton of heart. I mean, listen, Brett just said half of my reasoning. Rich, you said the other half of my reasoning on the recap show. What Brett just said is that the Redskins did not look good last week. And Rich, what you said on the recap show was that the Broncos uh, looked great against the Colts last week. And uh, Brock Osweiler looked like John Elway. So I'm going with a rule of Mo. And that is one team looked really good. One team looked really bad. So I'm going to flip the script and pick the other team. I think the Redskins at home against a Denver team that I don't think much of. I've talked a lot about not thinking much of them all year. I think that the Redskins get this done and they get it done easily. Yeah, but the Redskins still covered last week and nobody watched that game. And nobody they, saw that. And didn't they cover because of a fumble recovery? It was ridiculous. Yeah, that I've wanted to like Washington all year, but nah, they're, just, they're just so bleh. But so are the Broncos. I don't, I think the number is the most important thing in this game. That's why I clicked Denver. But I, I certainly have no conviction on either side in this game. I'm going to a game that's now in my top five. It is a very square selection. Uh, no other host was very high in this game, save for Mo, who's on the other side. Brett and Mo are taking the home dog, the Tennessee Titans, plus 6.5. But I love the Rams, minus 6.5 in the spot. Why wouldn't the Rams be minus 14 at home against this pitiful Tennessee team? I think it's a it's a great spot. I definitely think this game is going to get to 7. Uh, it's 6.5, minus 109 in favor of the Rams. And because there's so much public pressure... I can definitely see this getting to a touchdown. I've been down on this Tennessee team all year. I think they're flawed on both sides of the ball, and I don't understand why L.A. wouldn't go into this game and just ravage uh, the Titans. Uh, Mo, you nearly had Tennessee on your card. Tell me why you think I'm wrong. What do you mean this is a great spot? This is a great spot for Tennessee. They have way more to play for than uh, the Rams. First of all, I mean, the Rams, they have like a a really remote chance of a bye. They're like pretty much locked into going to win their division but not get a bye. Tennessee is actually fighting for a playoff spot. They're at home. They haven't really looked like they've had a pulse in a month. So uh, public perception is horrible on this team. And the Rams are coming off. A 40 to 7 thrashing of a public darling Seahawks team. Get the fuck out of here, Rich. Why wouldn't LA be minus 14 at home in this game? Horrible spot for the Rams. Why wouldn't why wouldn't LA be minus 14 at home against the Titans? That's way too much. And then you look at the look at the matchups. It's solid for Tennessee. 
This is this is rule of NFC versus rule of AFC. And they it's need a- to run the ball on the Rams. They have only a like the twentieth ranked run defense, so the matchups are nice too. Come on, man! Horrible read by you. Run the I ball. I actually totally agree with Mo. Run the I ball. Just- run the ball on the Rams can't pick like like as if aaron donald isn't going to just be a man and and stop the run one-handed i just i don't understand why the titans would be competitive in this game i i don't see it you and every other idiot out there i know this so is the most ahead. this is the most public team on the board but i think it should be seven plus <laughs> like i don't know i think think this is wrong this line is just wrong i don't know i don't know what to tell you Speaking of wrong, I wanted to love the Titans in this spot, but I am wrong about the Rams every single week. So I, I just threw this at the bottom. This is rule of NFC versus AFC. Yeah, but that's built into this line, though. I mean, the of Titans course. have been terrible, and the Rams have been dominating that division. So, Which team looked the best last week, Rich? The Vikings. Stop. <laughs> it's the Rams by a mile. Stop. Against Zombie Hawks, stop. This is this is Rams by rape and pillage. This is the exact spot uh, with Eagles Raiders. Like uh, Eagles Raiders is a consensus pick that we're not going to talk about because it's not going to be the collective pick. But why aren't the Eagles minus like eleven, minus twelve against the Raiders? That's exactly what I wrote down. This I, this line should be like eleven or eleven. It's and a half. stupid. These these AFC teams are at that are at the bottom are so bad, so bad on both sides of the ball, and these NFC teams that are elite are so good on both sides of the ball. Just just all the Bitcoin on on the Rams Eagles money line parlay. Just all. But the the difference between these two games is that Philly looked terrible last week. Sure. So that's why that's why I think the Eagles are are different than taking the Rams this week. I can I can see that, but uh, I don't know. Short of a touchdown, I don't know why LA would not slam Eagles are another spot. team that has nothing to play for, really. What are they talking? What are you talking? These teams are playing for seeding. Home field is so important, I mean, especially they're in the like NFC. They're already there. Let's move on to Mo, who has two split games in his top five. We'll talk about the highest one first. He's taking the 10 points with Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers as they travel to the Panthers. Brett is the other guy on Tampa, which is surprising, seeing how much he supported Carolina over the season. Neither Donnie nor I have Carolina very high. We both had them as our second lowest picks, so not a ton of conviction. But, Mo, I'd like to hear why you like Tampa Bay so much in the spot. What do you mean? Divisional dog plus 10? First of all, you should that should just automatically make this in your top five. Divisional dog plus 10. Um, and then beyond that, the Bucks have looked like they've had half of a pulse the last few weeks. Um, playing a little bit better since Winston came back and started just getting things cleaned up. Uh, also, Panthers coming off a monster win over the Packers. Uh, the Panthers are a team that I've believed is overvalued due to a bad offense. But obviously, I have still liked this defense quite a bit. But why can't the Bucks, uh move the ball here? Uh, Jameis has been playing better. 
Mike Evans finally showed up last week. I think they can keep this within 10. I, I, I kept this at, what did I cap this? At? I think I eight, something like that. So I, I think you're getting a couple points here. I mean, they're not like the best points, but they're points. And in and, and a week where I thought there was a lot of fair lines, um, a lot of spots where there wasn't that much margin because, you know, it's late in the season. Lines are getting tighter. It's it's getting harder to find value. I'm going to take these points. Brett, I'm I'm surprised to see you not only in the Bucks but so high. You've got them above the middle section of your card. What what are you scared about with Carolina here? Well, everything most said. Plus, you've I mean this this is more about the Bucks to me. I mean, Jerry, Gerald McCoy, Levante David both practicing this week. That's huge for the Buccaneers who were competitive last week against the Falcons without a lot of their key pieces on defense. So if they can get some of these guys back, that that's huge. I think I'm, I'm with Mo. This this line should be closer to eight. I don't know. What, what about rule of nothing to play for? Isn't that Mo? What you just used to talk about? Even even still, ten points is a lot. That's fair. Still ten points and still a divisional dog too. Yeah, those guys are coming after each other always. Yeah. Again, not a lot of conviction here. I, I just thought the line was fair. I think Jameis against the defense of the Pulse is always scary. And I don't know. I, I I still think Carolina's offense is better than it's being rated. I mean, Mo, Cam Newton outplayed the balls off of Aaron Rodgers last week. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Wasn't there another injury? Devin Funches, right? Something Funches? He's been a total non-factor the last couple weeks anyway. That, he is so inconsistent. Yeah. Devin Funches injured and sorry, hasn't practiced. They, they have their WR one back, so it doesn't even matter. That's the thing, though. It's like they had already; they're already so thin on weapons on the outside. Yeah, but they got Olsen back. They're fine. How can they were just... no? They were no thinner than they were back in 2016 when they made the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Like they had. Uh, what do you mean, Gin? Oh what was my that? God! Ted Gin. How many drops? Gin. How many crucial what? drops from Ted Ginn? What was that? What was that stat? Ginn the goat when you throw to him. <laughs> Speaking of goats, the Los Angeles Chargers are traveling to New York to take on my New York Fighting Jets. And we are split on this game, which I am very surprised about. I know the Jets are a public dog, but they've treated us well, especially at MetLife. And... The Bolts, I'm surprised this line wasn't corrected more after they lost in Arrowhead and after the Jets covered in New Orleans, but it really didn't correct that much. Bolts, big road favorites, laying the six and a half. Donnie and Mo are on the square side, and Mo has this in his top five. What is going on here, Mo? I'm looking to fade Bryce Petty at all costs. This was... I don't know what happened last week. Bryce Petty had like 90 yards passing or something, and the Jets still somehow covered, which I don't view as sustainable. And I think last week might have just been my uh, my star player goes down rule, if we can call Josh McCown a star player. Oh, my. This is the but worst take ever. Star player for them this year. So. No, this is a terrible take. What do you mean? Maybe the team rallied. Everyone played their best. Nobody believed in us. 17-point dogs. 
uh i could totally see that and if that's the case there you know that's not the, another that's another thing that can't be sustained so just two unsustainable things you can't win with 90 yards passing and you can't win with everybody getting buck for 17 point dogs first game nobody believes in us uh this is jets come back to earth this is chargers roll chargers maybe even name the score here i could i could see the jets going down 21 and just packing it in this team still sucks i mean the only good thing about this team remember what i said a few weeks ago about the raiders the only good thing about this team was some solid weapons on the outside and passing to them. And I just don't see how they can have an ounce of football success without that. DP, you are also laying the six and a half with the chargers. Tell us why. I agree with everything Mo said. Um, shocking, but, but I do. Um, I also think, you know, just, I kind of feel like I went into this week thinking, you know, I'm going to really look at teams that played well last week, teams that played bad last week, try and match those two up against each other and flip the script. Uh, Chargers played awful last week. Jets played pretty good. Uh, you know, despite the fact that they did still lose by 12 points, they were down in New Orleans playing against the Saints. And we know that that's a tough place to get play against a good team this year. Um, the Jets did all right in a lot of facets. Uh, Bryce Petty, not so much. I don't think that that guy's going to be able to do anything. Uh, this week and I just I think the Chargers like Mo said man name your score just put it up there put up 45 before the game I mean I think the Chargers are going to absolutely decimate the Jets Brett do you yeah, want to do you want to talk much, about do you want to talk about low, just, how much high stock do you want to do you want to buy this week Rich Brett do you want to fish do you want to talk about Jatavis Brown or or me <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's the big thing for me I wanted to like the Chargers pass rush against Petty but there are some key players on the Chargers dealing with injuries um Perriman probably not going to play Hunter Henry out that's huge Hunter Henry is one of the best tight ends in football and I don't think people really understand how big a loss that is because Antonio Gates is not a good football player anymore and the Jets, I mean, you got a, a, a group here of veterans playing for jobs. I, I think they're going to show up and, and, and keep this one close. I hope you guys are right. I hope the Chargers roll because according to Bet Labs, the Chargers have a 44% chance of making the playoffs. Obviously, they need to win this one to keep that uh, number intact. But I don't know. I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. This is 21-17 Chargers. That, that's kind of how I see it. Forty-four percent. That's shocking. Yeah, I was stunned to see that too. But they—I mean—the Chargers should win out, and you got the Bills playing, uh, the Bills and, and Titans in bad spots this week. So it's very possible. Noodle arm in cold weather in the Meadowlands against a well-coached defense. Yikes. No, like Rivers gives a shit. No Hunter Henry. Wasn't uh wasn't Keenan banged up too? I thought he I thought he got hurt last week. He did. But he's I not he's even, not even on the he's not even on the injury report. He got hurt and they pulled him out because the game was out of hand and they didn't yeah. want to play him for the rest of the game. But it's the Chargers weird. have no shortage of weapons. But he didn't hit the injury report. It's that, that's kind of weird to me. That's because it was more precautionary than it was anything serious. Hmm. Denzel Perriman's the big one because we mm, saw how bad this Jatavis, team was Jatavis. early early in the year when Perriman was out and drastically changed when Perriman was on the field. Jatavis. Keenan's going to have 12 for 140. 
All right, one last split game. It's an NFC South matchup that only one host is confident in at all. It's Falcons-Saints. Only one host has it in the... No, it's not even in the top half for Donnie. It is the right at the middle. He's got it 8 out of 16. He's taking the 5.5 points with Atlanta. Why do you like the Falcons in this spot, DP? I mean, I didn't think that the Saints played that good last week, you know, despite winning by 12 against the Jets. I think that they looked a lot worse than a lot of people expected them to look. And I've been liking what I've seen out of the Falcons. Can I say that? I mean, God, I hate this team, but they've been looking all right uh, these past couple weeks. Last Uh, week? I thought they looked pretty bad on Monday. I mean... I feel like last week I I thought about that and I was like, you know, but they were up at the beginning. I feel like they kind of just let it get away from them. They kind of started to play like a bunch of total assholes because it's the Bucks, and they kind of just knew that they had the game in hand. Um, that said, this is the opposite where you're going in against a big, big, big opponent, a big game. Um, I think that five and a half is a tad too high. I kept this more around four and a half. Um, and I just... I think that this one's going to be neck and neck the whole way, whether it's high scoring or lower scoring. I think that these teams are just going to be staying right with one another. And the Falcons had just had a way to, to stay in the game till the end. Uh, if not win the game at the end, they're going to be right there um, and, and be inside the number pretty easily. Honestly, I, I just clicked Atlanta because I think the line stinks. This line is, just smells so bad to me. Why is it five and a half? Five and a half. Yeah. There's something about it. The Saints are better on both sides of the ball. They've they have a much better coach. Why aren't they higher? Why? Ah, just it really this line really bothers me. I guess rule of Mo Atlanta has more to play for, but I don't I don't know. It's uh it's it's a weird one for me. Mo, you're laying the points with the Saints after eating all of the chalk last week with the Saints and getting. Beaten up by my New York fighting Jets. You're taking the Saints again, laying the five and a half. What you got? Yeah, I actually made a bet with American dollars on a minus 16 favorite, and I apparently I got what I deserved. Oops. Yeah, this one I thought was a fair line, so I don't really have too much to add, honestly. But I don't, I don't see what you're so wondering about. This, it's a high-scoring game, and it's one team that is fresh in people's minds that just won this matchup outright and is an underdog. I mean, how much higher can they really hang this line? Falcons just just won this two weeks ago. Yeah, but it was... I, I guess in the public's eye, yeah, they just won outright, but it that was a great spot for Atlanta. They were a pick at home, basically home dogs, division game, but this is... This is going on the road. I don't know. The Saints are better at everything, right? Like, <laughs> what are the Falcons better than the Saints at? Yeah, but the problem is, uh, people just always see these backdoor covers in these dome games too, especially with these teams. So, there's only so high you can really hang this line. Saints fourth in pass defense DVOA. I don't know. I'd, this could be. A nightmare game for Matty Ice, but I, I, I clicked Atlanta because it seems, dare I say, a looming. 
right, let's keep the sounders going as we enter basically Brett's section of the podcast. It's Lone Wolves. Of two of Brett's two Lone Wolves, one of them is in his top five. He cannot get enough of Brett Hunley. Loves the kid. Did you in a previous life? Did you go to UCLA? Did you what's what's going on here, Brett? We share the same first name. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Uh, what more needs to be said? Green Bay plus nine at home against Goat Zimmer. Tell us why. Tell us why you like the pack here. Uh, this again. This is this is why I was taking the Packers every single week after Rodgers got hurt. This is the Aaron Rodgers effect. I don't think Brett Hundley is as bad as everyone thinks, and now he's got some real game experience under his belt, uh, going back under center at home against the Vikes. And I think he can keep this semi close because I hate taking the Vikes on the road because of their home away splits. I don't know why this isn't just set. Why isn't this just seven? A little I don't inflation. think Green Bay's, Green Bay's not this bad. A little inflation. No, the the it has to be over seven. The the because the public's just going to pound them. Green Bay is definitely not as bad, and this is why of my square picks. This is why I like the Rams and Eagles over the Vikings. But I still think the Vikings would be two touchdown favorites. Plus uh, minus fifteen, minus sixteen at home against this this Green Bay team. Uh, injuries definitely a concern. For Green Bay, not just the Rodgers injury, uh, but Devontae Adams is CTE'd, and uh, blanking Clay Matthews has not practiced this week with a hamstring. He's missed two days of practice. And beyond that, this just feels like, if we can step into Narrativeville quickly, this feels like season over just went out and put it all on the line against the Panthers and basically got smacked in the face and lost and just season over walking dead nobody's trying and then just the vikings pick the score and and win by infinity that's how i read this game uh donnie and mo you both had this at the bottom so i'm going to move on to what i am going to select as my number one pick in a second but first i'll let brett talk about the other side uh you're laying the nine with the Steelers, Brett? I know this is low, but what uh hold on, what? What's going on here? Yeah, I uh this is coin flip territory for me. I I like to take sides when they lose their best player. Obviously, I took the Packers for the same reason. Uh I think there's always an overcorrection when a guy like Antonio Brown is not suiting up. So that's that's the main reason for this. I, I think this is a pretty fair line, though. This is rule of Tomlin. You are nothing, fucking bananas. Nothing fair about this line. <laughs> what a, on earth is this? How can you honestly pick the Steelers? Nothing fair because about what this is, line. What is Houston playing for? Rule of Tomlin. It has, doesn't matter. A massive They're a road favorite. Road favorite. It doesn't. I don't give a fuck who they're playing against. And you would think that by this point, there'd be some correction by the public. But nope, 62%. Just give me the Steelers. Minus whatever. Is TJ Yates bad at football? Of course he is. But at least he's got some guys with a pulse to throw throw to. At least he's got Nook out there running some routes. So 
while this game is certainly going to be ugly, and if you are holding a Houston ticket, you're not going to enjoy watching this game, this is way the right side against the Steelers team that over and over and over again, whenever they're massive road favorites, they just go out and they poop on the middle of the floor. Where was this on Moe's card? Mo had this as his number two pick. Donnie also had this as his number one pick. Houston Texans. TJ Yates, baby. I'm so disappointed in you, Brett. Yeah, the disciple turning his back on the Lord and Savior, Mo Nuora. Yeah, this is uh this is not a pick I would normally make, but I just have a feeling that the Steelers are just gonna route here. Hashtag a feeling. Is this this is Juju for two fifty? <laughs> it could be. I love Juju this week. So yeah, that's my pick, Rule of Tomlin. And I talked about it on the recap show briefly. I made the point that you made, Brett. It's it's Rule of Tomlin versus Rule of NBA injury. But I, I just don't trust Pittsburgh to rally around the uh, the Antonio Brown injury. I mean, the dysfunction in this organization, for, for Roethlisberger to not know what to do in that scenario, like how do they not have a set play structure where Roethlisberger and Haley are on the same page, knowing whether or not they're going to spike or whether or not they're going to fake spike or run a normal play in that scenario. How do you not practice that hundreds of times during the summer and refresh it all throughout the season? Yeah. And I've always viewed Haley as one of the sharper offensive coordinators in the league. That was that whole scenario there was stunning. Well, I don't know if that's Haley's fault. I think this is rule of Ben being the worst player in the team. Like, I think Ben Roethlisberger is just a dope. No, he is. Like, I think that's just poor execution by number seven. <laughs> I mean, he, Ben told everyone he was going to spike it. And then in the headset, they said, don't spike it. Well, maybe that's the play is not to spike it. And Ben freaked out and said, spike it. Yeah, but in the huddle, Ben was like, if you don't get in, we're going to run up and spike the ball. And then when they were running up to spike the ball... They were yelling in Ben's headset, don't spike it, don't spike it. And the only person that he was able to motion to was Eli Rogers, because if you look at everyone else, no one is moving. Dumb. Dumb all around. And (laughs) This line should be five. Wow, five. Five is aggressive. I was thinking more in the six neighborhood. Definitely, I definitely think it should be south of seven. Nowhere near. I mean, if if the Steelers were minus six and a half on the road here, that's still a huge number on the road. Yeah, that is true. All right, let's uh, let's keep it with the picks. Brett is up second. He's got another home dog. This game, this is a game that I love. This was the highest pick in the aggregate. Give it to us, Mister Minotti. Yeah, I've uh, I've got the Bengals as. I don't understand what's going on here, but I've got the Bengals at plus four and a half. Win one for at, the Gipper. Win one at, for M and M's for brains. At home against the Lions, I could just be really stubborn, but I will keep fading the Lions until the market corrects to where I think it should be. This line's ridiculous. The, the Bengals are getting healthier. Mixon, Kirkpatrick, Ray, perfect, all back on the practice field this week. That was the main issue the past two weeks with this team was the slew of injuries coming off that brutal Steelers game. This will look more like the actual Cincinnati Bengals this week, and the Lions are not seven and a half points better than the Bengals on a neutral field. 
nearly two-thirds of the public on the Lions right now, but the line has dropped to four on Pinnacle. This one checks all the boxes for a number one for a, a number one play in the Super Contest. I love this. If you bet on a site that has uh, adjusted lines, what, what do you think you could get Bengals minus seven at? What kind of what kind of odds wow. do you think you get? Nobody Bengals? gives you that far. I don't think. Oh, really? I don't know. They might. Why but it might not be. Why does Cincinnati win this game by infinity? Why aren't they favored? I, I I don't get this spot. I understand why they're not. I understand why Detroit's favored. Detroit. Well, Brett did say perfect, but. The thing I read said Perfect was still likely to sit, even though he did have a limited practice. So there is that. Yeah. That's obviously pretty massive for them. But yeah, your point stands, though. I mean, they have had like a two-week hangover after that Steelers just mauling. I mean, I don't say a mauling as in they got mauled. I meant as in everyone on the field was getting mauled on both sides. And their schedule following that barn burner of a physical game wasn't that easy there they had a a frisky bears team that just kind of boat raced them got out early and bears d we've loved all year and then they traveled to minnesota literally the hardest place to play in football and of course they get destroyed this is such a beautiful spot for the Bengals. we all had this in our top five uh Mo and Donnie were the lowest at a three, so 14 out of 16. DP, you have not chimed in yet, and I misspoke. Marv has peanuts for brains. Mike Malarkey, appropriately enough, Eminem has Eminem's for brains. This is this is it, DP. This is Marv's swan song in Cincy. The Bengals are going to win this outright, right? I mean, there could not be a better spot on the card this week, if you ask me. The reason why it's my third highest and not at the top of my card was because it's like when you you see a really hot girl from like across the beach and then you get closer and closer and then you realize that it's the Bengals and marvin lewis and you realize she has like a giant zit on her face and she's like actually kind of ugly but she's got a banging body that you just saw her from super far away uh i mean that i just kind of i want i put it at the top of my card right at the beginning and i was like you know yeah, this is this is the one. You know, we talked about it on the recap podcast, Rich. What the hell is this line? Why is it so ridiculous? And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I need to just kind of temper my expectations a little bit, not too much. Um, but I'm very happy to see this on the card. And hopefully the Bengals don't bangle us. But after the past two weeks that they've played, I can't see them not just winning this game outright. Detroit is just thoroughly average. 13th in total DVOA, 15th on offense, 19th on defense. They have, there's no reason why they should be four and a half point road favorites against anybody in pro football. Just an absolutely beautiful spot for Cincinnati. Let's go to Mo. He's got our first road team on the card. He's fading a quarterback that he absolutely disdains. And he's taking the four and a half points with a team that represents the Walking Dead. You got the Zombie Hawks plus the four and a half in Dallas. Talk about it, Mo. I must be the lowest human on planet Earth on the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, I paid this team absolutely every week. But what the hell, man? Last week, they didn't deserve to win. They didn't deserve to cover. They got a push that they didn't deserve. Uh, so once again, I'm fading 
the Cowboys, who just aren't even good at football, really. I mean, this team, I don't, how can they be minus five here? Aren't the Seahawks better than them? Russ is going to run around in circles and it's actually going to work because this is a clown defense and the shit he does, the garbage he does works against clown defenses and the Cowboys definitely qualify it as a clown defense. And despite all their injuries, man, this Seahawks defense just keeps playing well. I mean, they got thrashed last week by the Rams, but that was a one-off every other week. They've been fine even without their, a couple of their beasts in their secondary. So I think, you know, I'm a little worried that Dallas is going to play their best game with Zeke coming back, rally the troops. But, uh, man, the Seahawks really need this game too, and I think they're the better team. So I got to take plus four and a half. I mean, love this spot for the Zombie Hawks. Brett was all over the Hawks on the DFS pod yesterday, but not too confident in them in this game. Of course, selected them. This is a consensus pick, but has them below the fold. What are your worries about Seattle in the spot, Brett? Well, I don't know what Mo's talking about. This defense has been horrific the last two weeks. They got wrecked by, by Blake Bortles two weeks ago. Uh, I think Dallas is going to be able to score in this game. I do I do like the uh, the Hawks. I love Russell Wilson this week because I agree with Mo. Uh, he should be able to just run around against this. I mean, the Cowboys defense is bottom five. I don't think they they rate that low in, in these analytics and metrics, but they are horrible. So I'm expecting a really high scoring game here. I think Zeke is going to be able to put up like 150 uh, because of what we saw last week with, T- I mean, Todd Gurley, it, this Seattle defense just is, a shell of itself. I I don't I don't see what Mo is talking about. I think that they've looked terrible the last couple of weeks. Well, they've definitely never been built to play behind, right? They've right. always been built to play ahead. So they've they've been getting in, they've been getting themselves into scripts that they just get destroyed on because their front is not built to stop the run. It, it's built to maintain the run, if you will. They don't have any hogs up front. Even Michael Bennett, like he's not a big guy. Sheldon Richardson, not a big guy. They can defend the run, but they'd rather defend the pass. And you you guys are spot on with this Dallas defense. 23rd in DVOA, 20th against the pass, 23rd against the run. And rule of the Seattle Seahawks looked the absolute worst last week. And if there's ever a team that the reeling Hawks defense could come out and play against. Although we can be worried about Dallas's run game, Dallas can't throw the ball. Dak can't throw the ball. So I'm not really worried about them getting out to a lead and extending that lead because it's just something that's not within their fiber. The, well, the especially ha- he can't throw the ball deep. Yeah, exactly. So they can be really aggressive. I've always you have to throw the ball deep on the Seahawks. Which is going to allow they the just Hawks. crowd everything. Yeah, they they're just, just crowd be, everything at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they're going to be super aggressive. I wanted to love Seattle, but I just I I ended up bumping them down and bumping them down. So I'm glad somebody had the cones to put them on the card. Donnie, you nearly put the Hawks on the card. You want to put a cherry on the top of this discussion? 
Yeah, uh, like Mo, I don't think highly of the Dallas Cowboys, especially their defense at all. Uh, I just like the other teams that are ahead of my card a little bit better in this spot. Um, also, like Mo, I put this one on my card. I picked the Seahawks, and I thought to myself, man, this is going to give credence to all those guys that think Russell Wilson is MVP because his stupid shit of running around, like Mo said, is actually going to work and benefit them, and he's going to look like a damn superstar out there when it's the worst way possible to play quarterback. But, hey, they're going to get the job done for us. I'm happy they're on the card. Let's go Hawks. Well, a team that you did put above the Hawks, another team that I, I absolutely wanted to love. No joke, I started this team as number one on my card, slowly moved them down, slowly moved them down. They actually ended up in the bottom half because I just <laughs> I just couldn't stomach picking them any higher. But again, somebody had the fortitude to do so. I thank you, DP. I thank you for putting the Bears minus six and a half on the card. Rule of Browns. They're not getting 14. Let's finally fade this team. Talk about the Chicago Bears. Yeah, Rule of Browns. I mean, not only are they not getting 14, they're not even getting seven. Uh, Also, Rule of Bears at home which have done well for us this year. Uh, I mean, I talked about a lot on the DFS podcast yesterday that I really like this Browns offense in any way, shape, or form. I also like their defense. Uh, if I'm going to be, you know, rostering a bunch of players, uh, I think that this Browns team, I mean, they're just, they're a fucking joke, man. They, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, sorry, uh, Deshaun Kaiser just is an absolute total total horrible horrible qb in the nfl and i think that this browns team is just going to absolutely eat him alive um i think that mitch trubisky looks all right i think he's going to be able to move the ball fairly well uh it's either going to be him to to kendall Wright or uh you know jordan howard just you know trucking through the browns on defense but the browns are done they're out of it they're not going to be getting a win this season i don't think that that's going to happen um, I just I really like the Bears to cover here, and I think that the Bears not only cover, I think that they absolutely positively roll over the Cleveland Browns. Another consensus pick, but Brett and Mo not fully on board. Both have them in their bottom three. Mo, you have this at three. Brett, you have it at two. Coin flip for Brett. Come on, Brett. It's it's time for us to come full circle. It's time Why? for us to fade the Browns. No, I'm not. I don't believe in that shit. I, I think I, I'm. Really, I was curious about this line. Why isn't this higher? Do people hate the Bears this much? Yeah, the yeah Browns, nobody's high, remotely high on the Bears. Browns are a public dog. Browns are 58%. I didn't know what the hell to do with this. I wanted to like the Browns again, but... I, oh, man. I, I wanted to love the Bears. I wanted to put the Bears number one and not even think about it. This Browns team is an, is an abomination. And this, They've been competitive, though. They're not covering, but, but they, they've, they've been they've competitive, been but they're not covering vast Defi- spreads. Defi- but that's, the, that's been the case all season. But their spreads are jokes. That's the thing. Their spreads are always inflated. So if they're being competitive, how are they not covering? That's an excellent question. <laughs> this is what Seriously, I was if, trying if to we had, if we, could, if we could cut off the brown, our Browns picks at like... Two minutes into the second quarter, we would have, we'd be undefeated with that. We'd be Granny's boy. We'd be Granny's older brother. Be destroying the contest right now. Mo, you were going to jump in here about this game. Oh, yeah. I just had this rant that I tried to tell you guys before. This is like, you guys, I blame all of you guys for these losses. I was the low man on the Browns on all these picks. And this is just, 
you guys went back. You kept fucking the same girl, and she kept giving you the clap, and you still kept wondering <laughs> why you were getting the clap. I mean, come on. That that the Packers game went to overtime. That was a hundred percent the right size. Well, that so, was a thousand percent. Yeah, but that was like so, the dreamest spot there was. So let's just stick to the process and just instead of just saying we're not taking the Browns anymore. Well, I agree with that. Oh, I'm sticking. To, I'm sticking a, to the process here. Line. I'm sticking to the process here. I love the Bears in this spot. This is a fair line. I don't know what these guys are doing. They can't. These. I. I just can't even Why wrap do, my mind around these guys. This Browns process right now bears bro i didn't take the browns bears I, have, I have the bears but who's better i, I hate it. trubisky or jimmy gq oh my god jimmy g and it's, it's not even close they're in different leagues the they're, they're playing a different they're playing a different sport yeah did you see who had did you see who said that jimmy g's gonna be the next big superstar in the league I don't know. I don't know, you guys. Give Trubisky. Peters? Cade McCown. Give. Oh, wow. Cade. He, know, he knows. Cade for sure knows. He knows. I mean, we all watched Trubisky on Thursday. That guy is awful. Or yeah, he's also, he's, also, he's also a rookie. But how, okay. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy G's been in the league for like a decade already. I mean, the Trubisky thing is like, it's weird because he, he actually looks pretty good on like 80% of the plays. But the other 20%, he looks like he doesn't even belong in the league. Yeah, he looks like a rook. He'll be fine. Trubisky in four years, I don't see why he couldn't be better than what Jimmy G is right now. I don't see that as out of the realm possibility. Dude, his arm is incredible. And he's got a ton of movement. I don't know. I, I just feel like he needs... Imagine if he got like a McVay. I think Trubisky would be awesome if he got an offensive coach with a pulse. But... He's got John Fox, so maybe he gets There's Josh McDaniels. John Fox and Kendall Wright, WR one. Kendall Wright is the goat. Goat Wright, RIP. Sorry, RIP. I'm not trying to dump on Kendall Wright. Honestly, I'm just saying, you know, he's fine. I, I think he's fine. I'm just saying. Yeah, he had Zach when he's literally your only player with a pulse that you're throwing to. Yeah, Zach Miller leg explodes. Pretty uh, brutal season for Trubisky. So the card thus far. Texans plus nine, Bengals plus four and a half, Seahawks plus four and a half, and the Bears minus six and a half. Let's go to the collective machine. Let's warm her up. The machine is going to spit out another home team, but it's also going to spit out a favorite. Let's get to it. The collective chooses the Arizona Cardinals. Drew Stanton on the card. Yeah, buddy. This is this was a massively high pick by everybody. The uh, I'm trying to look at it now. I had this as my third pick. Donnie was the lowest. He had this 10 of 16. Brett had this as his number two pick. And Mo had this right outside of his card. So, Donnie, you're the lowest on the cards. What's your biggest worry here for Arizona? Well, well, just to say that you said 10 out of 16, so it sounds a lot worse than it is. That's 10 points out of 16 for all the listeners out there. Yes. Um, 
I I mean, like like with the Seahawks, I just liked a lot of games better. Um, and there was a little bit to factor in with the fact that it is Drew Stanton playing quarterback. So, but I mean, uh, I think it was Brett that said it uh, that the Giants, you know, they played their Super Bowl last weekend. What are they going to do? They're going to go rent a boat and go hang out somewhere. That's what the Giants are going to do. I mean, I just this this line is it's it's fine. It's not. I mean, I capped it at minus four. I don't think it's a huge difference from where I put it at, but I don't think that the Giants are really going to show up at all. Cards you know, continue let alone play a football game. Cards continue to be sneaky on defense while the Giants, after playing that Super Bowl game, looks like JPP is going to be out. Looks like uh, Landon Collins is going to be out. This is Goodson. Yeah, Goodson. Although BJ's been out a lot this season, this the so gi- this, this Giants isn't even a pro team. Yeah, that's what I mean. This it's everybody's hurt. We talk about zombie hawks. Zombie Giants is a real thing. This this is a shell of a professional football team. And we loved your Stanton giving more than a field goal. What a world! What a world we Giants live in. Giants public dog. Rich, look at that. <laughs> Jesus, this is I mean, so how con- insane is that? Yeah, this is so confusing. Well, because because squares can are just looking at quarterbacks, right? They they can't. It is not within a square's fiber to lay. Yeah, the points. Giants were also competitive last week against the Eagles, right? To lay points with Drew Stanton, the public is yeah. n- n- never doing that. There's but really, what what's the difference between Gabbert and Stanton? Yeah, this is just you're plugging in another just warm body. Oh, but they wouldn't be laying points with Gabbert either. That's what I'm it's saying. Incredible. The Giants are so bad, and then the public. <laughs> is still firing them. I just can't believe this. There's one collective game that I want to talk about real quick before we get out of here that did not make the card. It's the Saturday night game, and I, while I did like the cards over it, 13.5 Ravens-Colts? Like, that is astronomically too high. 13.5? How? This, this is so, a fair line. No, fair it's line. So Fair line? It's, it's so high, but I can't click the I can't like put the Colts on the car. Brisket. This is this is brisket. I mean, no Jimmy Smith. Ravens defense still really good. I'll give them that. But come on, guys, this offense is so bad. Yeah, they're 20th in offense efficiency and they're minus 13 and a half. No way. The Colts are like maybe the worst team in football now that Josh. Gordon plays for the Browns. Totally fair. There's there's no disputing how bad Indianapolis is, but 13.5 is way too... This is 3.5 points too high. Just This is 10. This game should be 10. 13.5. No, because if you hung Ravens minus 4.5 on the road, you would get 88% of the action yeah, on the Ravens. That's true. That is very true. Uh, one more, one more pick, and then I'm I'm just curious about this one from DP. The Jags at the Niners. We all picked the Jags, but we know it's the wrong side, so we all put it at the bottom. I'm just surprised, DP, that you're not a lone wolf on your boy Jimmy GQ. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I'll happily be wrong, but I kept. So I thought when I made the pick. I was like, you know, man, I really I should go against the grain here and take the 49ers, but the 49ers are fucking bad. And the Jaguars have just been absolutely balling out recently, especially. Um, and they're if they get Leonard Fournette back, I mean, 
I just I don't see how Leonard Fournette just doesn't absolutely just truck over this defense and just go off for like 175 yards on the ground, and Blake Bortles doesn't have to do a damn thing. Uh, and that said, I mean, I just don't know where Jimmy G's going to go with the ball other than have to dump it off to his running backs or something because this Jaguars team is really good up front when they're rushing the passer, and they are really good in the secondary when covering wide receivers. So, and then, you know, the more I thought about that as well, Rich, you know, you brought up earlier this week about how Jimmy's had some really close, should have been intercepted passes this year that that just happened to have, you know, gone uh, his way in terms of the luck factor. And I think that could come into play this week. I mean, if he gets one or two picks, that's, that's going to be a huge thing to try and overcome. And I just think the Jaguars are going to beat the 49ers pretty much handedly in this one. If someone told you before the season that this would be the most public bet game of the week, what <laughs> would you have said? <laughs> like at this number, that is amazing to me. At this number too, uh, yeah. Brett, can the Jaguars win the Super Bowl? Yeah, Mo, I think that I think they can. Mo, can the Jaguars win the Super Bowl? I'm gonna go with yes. It's a tentative yes. I still absolutely hate Blake Bortles, but man, this defense is scary. Can I just say though? I thought you were gonna say we were on the paths. I really did. We you are. said we were gonna we had a home favorite. Oh, you thought that was I gonna thought, make the card? I thought the exact same thing. I was like, there's no way the Pats are on this fucking card. Da, 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 da. Where, where I like I like the Pats. Yeah, well, Pats were a consensus pick, but nobody save oh. for just, just the, your delivery and setting it up. I was oh. like, man, he's he's gonna shit on this pick once he says it. <laughs> No, uh, Brett and Mo. Brett was the highest on the Pats, uh, but everybody else had it pretty low. I had it at a three. Donnie had it at seven. Mo had it at a nine. So its aggregate score was seven point two five. We have to talk about this. Why are you guys on the Pats? Because they're the best team ever. <sighs> what? Why? Why isn't this line thirteen and a half? Why isn't it 14? Because you guys hate the Patriots. Every week you say they suck. Why Why aren't the Bills favored then if the Patriots suck? What do you mean? It's Patriots it's at home facade, here. Richard, Brett. It's I, all I just, fake. I don't understand you guys. It's all fake. Rich Ryan is the Skip Bayless of the Gridiron Gamble podcast. I'm just going to pick the Pats every week. All they do is cover. That's the smart decision. There it is, Finally. It's dumb. The league's rigged. They have fake doctors loom. on now the sideline. Now this I can get behind. No, it's not even a loom. They have fake doctors on the sideline. They they don't even have He's their. Not de- a lot of them sideline anymore. They, they, he doesn't even have his degree in medicine. He just has it some from shady school that's since oh, he's been so sketchy. This guy, since, Alex Guerrero, since so sketchy. The school that he got his fake degree from has since been closed. And when sh- you're selling water that is supposed to prevent you water. from getting concussions. You know you're a fucking scam artist. Shockingly, he started working with Gronk this year. No injury for Gronk. Like, some shady shit going on in Foxborough. That needs. Yeah, to but he's worked at. with some other players on the team who have gotten injured or been injured longer than anticipated. So. I can't wait for the Jaguars to thrash this team in the playoffs. Oh, my God. I think the Jaguars have a good shot at getting home field advantage. What? The, the Steelers lose. Oh, but no, not, not throughout. Not the number one seed, though. Yeah, my brain was melting there. I was like, who? No, no, no. I'm saying the number two seed. Yeah, well, you said to help, help, to help them going into the AFC championship game. No, I'd rather it be a divisional game. 
Who do the Steelers play next week? Efforting? Riveting. Radio. Silence. Riveting. Radio. Because, I mean, they're you guys, could you guys have a... The Browns? What? Or is it the Bengals? Is it a... Is it a... Browns. Probably division. Oh, the Browns. Browns. What odds could you have gotten... What's that line going to be? 35? <laughs> what odds could you have gotten preseason on the top two teams in point differential? Going into week 16 being the Rams and the Jags. Oh, my God. Infinite to one. <laughs> they wouldn't give you odds. Because they, they, they would be that high. They wouldn't even hang that line because yeah. you can't even calculate. All right, so the card. Let's get out of here. Texans plus nine. Bengals plus four and a half. Seahawks plus four and a half. Bears minus six and a half, and the cards minus three and a half. It is a holiday, and we're going to do the same thing that we did for Thanksgiving. If you send in both picks on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, is there a double Christmas Monday? Day, there's two two games on Christmas Day. There's no there's no Sunday night football game, and then there's two Monday night games. Well, there's two games on Christmas Eve to, or uh, on Saturday too. So let's do a Saturday and a Monday special. Send. Both picks for Saturday and Monday. If you get one right, you'll get one ticket. If you get both right, you'll get three tickets. So for both Saturday and Monday. And you can send those to at gridirongamble or email them gridirongamblepodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy your Christmas weekend. Have fun. Be safe. We'll see you sometime next week. No idea when. Just check the Twitter for it. But until then, peace. Out.